If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blah blah blah. Sending out good vibes. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. This is a bio-oscillating crystal we have inside of our head. And consciousness doesn't come from inside our head. Consciousness is the field of the universe. And the brain is a radio receiver. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with friend of the show, Jamie Janover, a little bit later. Um, getting us up to speed on what's going on in the Resonance Foundation, all that fun stuff. Uh, talking about visiting the Dalai Lama comes up. All sorts of great, well, great stuff we chat about. Jamie's a fun cat. We chat a few times. We've met Jamie. Uh, we got everybody's favorite podcaster over here. Graham, I got kicked out of D&D Dunlop. What? No, I didn't. Never. It was mutual. We haven't figured out what's happening yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out of the conspiracy club. Remember that? Oh, I do. That was because you... Because you said something to do with the reptilian gender. I wasn't kind of on board with the full-blown reptilian. They just didn't like, I guess I was conspiracy light for them. I mean, can you imagine? You are definitely not conspiracy light. I wonder if they'd take you back. I don't know. Now I wonder. Do you think? I don't want to go back. No? No. I don't need no meetups. They're probably wearing masks like your little secret society there. You think the secure, do you think the, uh. The conspiracy, the conspiracy club would wear masks. <laughs> you never know. In 2020, you never know. Did we talk about your exodus? I don't even think we ever talked about my entrance. Yeah, we did a little bit. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. I'm technically still a member till the end of the Okay, year. let's wait. I got my DMIT paper, so. What does that mean? I don't know what DMIT means. What's the definition? Oh, D-E-M-I-T. Yeah, I know how to spell it. Yeah? Yeah. I just don't know what it means. Well, la-dee-da. Graham knows how to spell demit. <laughs> this is a great Damn episode it. with Jamie, though. Oh, Jamie's fantastic. <clears throat> we got to talk about support, too, about uh, the Stripe thing you're talking about. Just reminding you. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> right away. It says, how a member can quit Freemasonry. <laughs> oh, is that the top link? <laughs> so it doesn't give a definition? I guess. Uh, index of papers. Demet is at the time of Demet is not a member nor in good standing thereafter, as he has voluntarily withdrawn himself from the rights and privileges of Freemason. Taking a Demet is preferable to being suspended. Mine says I am still in good standing, and I can even visit some lodges still. Good. Yeah. So I get to have my cake and eat it too. It was all over. Uh, we didn't see eye to eye on. And I mean, I didn't have to deal with it the way I I did, but honestly, I just got sick of the emails about how 
canceled, delayed, canceled, 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 delayed, masks. And finally, I was just like, you know what? You, you're just not my kind of people. Clearly. Yeah. You know, I think we did talk about a little bit there's once. no point in delaying the inevitability that, you know. They're obviously just bowing out. to the state. I mean, to whatever the state wants in a way. I mean, they're just... Plus, I would think you know that there'd the be some... the main thing was is that it was very top-down. Yeah. It was just a decision made, and that was the thing is we're just following orders. Wow. It was very much what it seemed like, so... Yeah. From the government or from the top of the... From the, the, grand, the grand Lodge Master of Alberta, I guess. Yeah. His attention I got. Oh, the Alberta. The, I thought it was just Calgary. Because of my comments on the Evite page. <laughs> <laughs> So, I thought it was just Calgary. No, Alberta. you got the Alberta's guy. Yeah, wow. I had a little rant on the Evite page. Yeah. Is it? Do you remember what you said? Oh, it was it was pretty light. Yeah, Just complaining about mass and yeah. You, did you say you're an anti-masker? Meetings and you say like I want to spend my Saturday night zooming with a bunch of fucking. You know what I mean? You barely get me down here to do the podcast. I mean, it's different for you because you're like a Zoom crazy. You're D and D zooming constantly. Well, not constantly. No, once a week we have a D and D group. More than once a week. No, it's not. I swear. Yeah. Well, well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a regular once a it's week. It's never less than once a week. Oh, look. Here's. A, I'm trying. Least, it's at least once a week. Listen, I'm trying to get some it. guys together for a one shot that I've created. To do it, and it's hard. I, we don't have time. I get, I'm like, does it, can anybody play this weekend? Because I have a weekend, like where I can spend Saturday night playing D and D, maybe running a that. running Everyone a has game. Something better to do. They can't <laughs> leave the houses. <laughs> All I'm saying is that's because that's because we already play once a week. That's it. So okay. there's not a lot of other, you know. Can't leave my house or have visitors during Halloween. I mean, just busy, bro. Got a movie to watch. Okay. <laughs> I'm jerking off that night. <sighs> How is Justin? He texted me with Blue the other day. Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah. Good yeah. He did a Halloween episode that lasted like, or Halloween D&D thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Justin and Adam, Cat in the Box podcast. That's so Grimstake and James made a, made a guest appearance. They're back last Monday in the D&D game. Oh, really? Yeah. They were in hell. Their characters were in hell, literally in hell. No, that no, was let's pretty not funny. Get into the, don't get into the game. <laughs> people are fucking skipping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into some feedback. All right. What kind of jingle do you want? Uh, whatever you want. Spam? Spam? No. You're not getting the spam one. We'll do, is it a synchro? No, there's no synchro. No synchros? This is good feedback about you. About me? Mm-hmm. All right, then we'll go with... Uh... And now another edition of the Grime American Goodies by the people, by the people. Darren and Graham, I've been listening to you for a couple years now. I wanted to support you financially, but for whatever bullshit excuse, I didn't. I was reviewing my monthly log and what I spend my time doing, highly recommend it to see where the priorities are, and consistently your podcast was making its way into my life. 
The clincher was when you guys did the recent podcast with the Truth Zilla crew, and Darren expresses how he believes Trump was purposely brought in to keep the right from marching on D.C. with firearms and torches during the shutdown. I wanted to give that First Nations motherfucker a damn medal for saying what everyone needs to hear at least or at least contemplate. Instead, I figured... You can give send him- medals to the P.O. box. <laughs> I would like to have them. I agree. I would like to have a medal. I figured giving value for value would help you two out more than a medal. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Nothing, nothing says I love you like continued support with cold, hard cash. Graham, I have Scandinavian blood and would love to hear more about your research into runes. Darren, keep giving the synchros low numbers. When you are truly impressed, it will mean more to all of us. If. Finally, I made an extreme short clip of art saying, paying homage to my kick-ass mother, aliens, and your show. Link below. Peace. That was from Lehman. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. I haven't done a lot of, I mean advice or uh, research into runes a little bit. I'd like to do more. I will do more. We actually, we're going to have a guy in about a DNA expert on Scandinavian DNA, the, but I don't know. I, I couldn't get a hold of him again and it fell apart. Too bad you didn't have more Scandinavian DNA. DNA I got some, eh? Didn't I get some? You got a little, yeah. Because we got, we got rolled over in like probably the ninth century or 10th century from those Vikings. Yeah, the ninth and tenth century in the late eighth century, this was when it was when the when the Danes were fighting for England. The Danes and the English were going back and forth for England. So this probably is I'd that when it happened. Most, you think? I'd, I'd imagine most Englishmen probably. There's probably a lot of cross pollination around that. When did you get your Jewish genes? I just uh, you just order those online. <laughs> Where'd you get, when'd you get them though? I don't know. Like, what, what, what do you think? Doesn't I mean, say. When did they mix up with the Indians? I would imagine that would be on my mom's side because they come from like Austria. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, like yeah, yeah, right. Austrian, yeah, it come, yeah. Yeah, it would come from there. Yeah. You're a smart Definitely. cat too. So, maybe. Huh. I heard Jews are smart. You allowed to say that? Uh oh. Anti <laughs> <laughs> Semite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. <clears throat> Got another one for you. Spam Graham. Graham. Uh, this is Seb. I got a couple from Seb. Do you want to read? I'm going to get into some lockdown stuff, but I want to read another uh, uh, feedback. Anyways, I love the show. So Do this is from. Get this. Oh. Get this. Okay. Just opened up the Facebook app in case you want to do a social media thing. Due to new privacy rules in Europe, messaging and messaging-related insights such as shares are unavailable right now. Seems interesting. Yeah. Wow. Something's going down. Can't be good. Something's going down. It's never good. Anyways, this is a black budget supporter, so we'll talk about that after a little bit. Anyways, I love the show and love the balance that you guys have struck between the weird and the COVID. It feels tricky at the moment as we're all burnt out by it, but it also behooves us to stay informed about the how it's all playing out for the cacistocracy ruled by the shittiest. Personally, I'm confident that we'll come out the other side of this with greater freedom and sovereignty. 
but it's going to get worse before it finally gets better. The beast is dying, but an animal in its most is most dangerous in its death throes. And there are many who would love to take a lot out of us as they try to consolidate control or a lot of to take a lot of us out. Ooh. To my mind, a lot of this has rested on the vaccine push, but that's looking more and more tenuous as the wheels fall off that deadly bus. Thank God. So keep on keeping on and cheers for all you guys do. Odin. Huh. Pew, pew. Thanks, Odin. The books I'm reading right now are talking about... We were just talking about Scandinavian our, our, stuff, and that was yeah, from Odin. Yeah. Or about Alfred. About Alfred, who was the first king of England, I believe. Oh. I'm not that far. I'm only on book four. But the first three books have been all about... Uh, the what? The first what? The Danes and the English fighting over England. Wow. Well, that was the Vikings TV show was interesting because it was at that time when the Danes, this was when the Vikings came over from Scandinavia, I guess, or was it Finland, I think, or no, Mm -hmm. uh, Finland or Norway, maybe Norway, Norway, I think. And they bumped, like the end of that series, it was when the Danes were getting involved and they were sort of starting to try and merge with the Danes, I think, or, or, um, collaborate or fight them like yeah super a little of both it yeah. was all sort of happening at the same time it seems like yeah was that when they went to paris too and the vikings went to paris in that in those i'm just reading a book about one specific englishman's life yeah so yeah he what's his name utrid utrid from bebenberg hmm. turns out they made a tv show about it is that your, are you reading that to your girls? No. Oh, that's just a book you're reading on your own. Well, it's four books now. Oh. So is it like his, history based on uh, uh, fiction yes. based on history? or That's right. Here, I'll play you a little snippet. The city. Do not let the enemy retake it. I took the parchment. Military, governor, I asked pointedly. All troops and feared members. Cool. So, yep. It's been pretty good. I'm going to swing back. You know what? I'm going to listen after this. I'm going to take a break and uh, do Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I was going to suggest that in the chats the other day. Yeah. It'll be pretty weird because it's very, the linguistics of it is very unique. There's a total slang to it. It might be really weird listening on audiobook. Nah, not. I think I listened to years on audio. Oh, I listened to that on audiobook. It's really good. You'll like it. I oh. remember where I was driving when I listened to that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Did you cry? No. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? My turn or are you still going? I can still go. All right. Let's hear it. So this is from Sab in uh, Oz, Australia. And then there's also a, a pushback um, letter from Australia, but I'll save that from an, for another show from Dan about uh, the episode that we had with the Aussie guy. There's some like uh, provincial politics, kind of some arguments over history and who's the the oppressed and who's the the brave ones or whatever. It's pretty funny. I can't oh, tell if it's like super serious or a little bit sarcastic and funny. But anyways, this is from Seb and he's, he's joined our chats lately and please make him welcome in there. I think he, he came in uh, throwing a lot of stuff in there and then people were maybe like, whoa, 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 buddy, slow down a little bit. But he's like, uh, <clears throat> how to police, he had, mm, shit is getting bad. 
I had police here today to find my ex-partner. We spoke for 15 minutes. He understands the tyranny that is coming. But how's this shit? He told me that the Rockefeller Foundation runs the police here in Victoria, Australia. It is no longer run by the state government, but a truly about a private industry slash family. If anyone has any doubt about the tyranny that is coming down upon the entire globe, then this stuff, as well as the global reset stuff, should be a massive concern for everyone. The police officer told me that this information is a local copper I've known for 10 years, and he's a nice guy, straight shooter, a reasonable police officer, and I'm a guy that's hated cops for most of my life. I will include an email at the end of this I've sent to the Minister of Police here in Victoria. Am I paranoid and jumping up and down about nothing? Fuck no. Surely everyone can see what's going on. The globalists are taking over the government of the whole planet. I've heard bad reports out of Canada also. This leads me to believe that the Rockefellers are in control of some of your cities as well. Can you please read this email in an intro? I feel it's important for all. I believe it's time for some serious resistance measure to start being organized. And then he, he, he attached the email here and it just talks about, Hey, minister, I'm a concerned citizen. Um, thought it'd be best to go straight to the highest source of knowledge. Revol- revolves around Rockefeller. And they just responded with, uh, so he's, he's asking the question basically. And they just responded with, Oh, thanks for your question. We'll get back to you kind of thing. Um, and then I got, uh, some good news from him. Just recently, just wanted to forward this to you, a group member. I'm a group, uh, I'm a group. I'm a member of in Australia. Not sure, but it might be helpful for you as well. Specifically the non-consent of lockdown. There are a group of lawyers that write up the documents for others to use. I hope it's not getting too tyrannical there yet. Cheers, mate. Sab. Dear members and past donors of the vaccination and lockdown non-consent processes. So the great news are... So I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes as well. The documents are improved and the three-step documents are all back online for the benefit of the countries listed so as to protect the people's rights to free choice and prevent forced vaccinations. And three, how to use and complete the vaccination non-consent process podcast is online to assist the donor to complete his or her process so as to make the job easy and smooth. And our new international lockdown non-consent process and accompanying instructions podcast will also be aligned very shortly, shortly to watch for these processes on the non-consent link at the top of the first page. And they provide a website here. It's uh, www.solutionsempowerment.com. And finally, several more non-consent processes are on their way and to be online within the near future. More coming. So we at Solutions Empowerment believe that enough, with enough proactive people conducting these non-consent processes, will require will create. So this is this is kind of where I was going to bring Sab's <clears throat> earlier thing about the Rockefeller into more of a consciousness aspect, like Jamie Jan over here in this episode is, you know, it it's it could. It could turn and it could get better and it could be this is what needs to happen in order for us to come out the other side better. So he says, uh, this will create a tipping point around the world whereby the various tyrannies committed against the common people will be forever stopped and the real power restored to the hands of the common people just where it belongs. I mean, there is a chance that can happen. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take, but we are in exciting times, the end times. 
and good will come to the proactive scripturally, while not so good times are coming to the unwary, the reckless, the unprepared, the victims. We hope our message resonates with you and hits home hard, that we are the ones in control of our own destiny, not them. Kindest regards, Mark, and Team Solutions Empowerment. So that could have international implications. I'll put that in the show notes. And then there's a Canadian, we're going to have these guys on the show at some point. We're just trying to schedule it in. There's a Canadian one called um, Freedom for Canada with the number four. And these guys are about, they're sort of organizing, uh, stand, empowering Canadians to stand up for our civil rights. Together we are strongest. I mean, I really think it's important that we promote some of these things. If people need to know what to do and they're feeling helpless, they can join these things. They can get involved in helping these people, events, donate, whatever, whatever it takes. Take a stand for your rights while you still can. It's not about a virus. It's about control. As we find ourselves with the dawn of the Great Reset, an opportunity, as Justin Trudeau has recently said, to build back better. The problem is that this devious plan is not intended to make your life any better. In fact, the opposite. It will slowly destroy your freedoms and leave you without any hope of the future. A dystopian society known, a concept known as neo-feudalism. So we, need, we must take urgent collective action now before it's too late. I'm just skipping ahead a little bit here. He's talking about our rights being stripped away and then the threat of another lockdown. Time is running up. We have a plan and need your help. So, so they're building awareness and holding them to account and power to the people. So I'll put that in there as well. There you have it. Get out a pen and paper and write this down. Or a pencil. Why don't you send some physical mail to the Grimerica Show? At P.O. Box 16033. Next line. Uh huh. 100-815, 17th Avenue, SW. Next line. Uh huh. Calgary, Alberta. Next line. Uh huh. Canada. Next line. Uh huh. T2T space 5H7. That's the P.O. Box. Why don't you send Darren some dirty socks? Cause he's got a dirty sock fetish. Uh-huh. Why don't you send Graham some gold bowling? Cause he's got a gold bowling fetish. Uh-huh. Send him some gold. Send him some gold. Send him some gold in the P.O. Box. Still no gold, eh? We did get some silver. I, I don't have a like a gold bullion fetish either. I was just thinking about that. Like I, you know, I know, but you know, it makes me sound like a gold digger. Are you? I just want to retire just early. After me for my money. I, just <laughs> I just want to retire early with lots of money. <laughs> All right. Hey, Darren and Graham. Six times, 40-minute, full-spectrum intravent sauna sessions. Intra what? Infrared. Oh, it was infrared. Infrared sauna sessions and six seventy-five minute float sessions. Wow. Use, share, or gift. You know what? He doesn't have a combo before the or too. <laughs> Jesus. Always love, but he's got a. He does have a come after always. Oh, we love you, Isaac. But of course, we've had Isaac in studio. We've met him multiple times. We've had him in studio a couple times, I think. We had that, like, stroke-out device in the basement that time. Oh, my God. Remember that was that awesome. Right? Yeah. Always loved listening to the pod. The it, Pandora, I think it was, was called. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I should have kept that in the box. I remember that shit messed with my head there for a couple minutes. It felt like I was going to siege out. Is that still a thing? 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure it would be. Sometimes those things only get so far. Always love listening to the pod, and your COVID climate coverage for Alberta is super relevant for me. Personally, I have not worn a mask anywhere for any reason, and I've only had a few Matrix moments. When people ask me why I'm not wearing a mask, I say I'm immune. When they say to COVID, oh, that's not po- or that's not possible, I say no to unscientific propaganda. Or I will say some people have exceptions. When they ask my exception, I say under Canadian law, I do not have to disclose my medical information to you. All the best, Isaac. Thank you for your frontline service. Awesome. Oh, it's great to hear from you, Isaac. Every once in a while, I see him on Instagram. By the way, we are shadow banned on Instagram. We'll talk about that a little bit in the donation segment. So, shadow banned. Yeah, we had some help from some other people on Instagram. Gave us some traction, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyways, it's great to it's great to hear from Isaac. I was wondering because the float life has moved from the spot that we used to go to in Calgary. So We're in Martaloop now, right? Yeah, I guess did they go fully over there? Maybe then. Maybe they maybe they I'm got out of that sure. other location. But check it out anyway. If yeah. you're in local Calgary, check yeah. out Float Life. Yeah, awesome stuff over there. I haven't, yeah. I haven't tried the sun yet. I'm gonna go down soon though. Yeah, check it out. Make a day of it. Maybe we could do a show with them at the same time. Yeah. Darren and Graham, thank you, fellas, for being a fellow conduit of enlightenment. You're dynamic together, and the respect you receive from the other members of the Union of the Unwanted. All all y'all are members of the Global Buzz Analysis Network. Please enjoy these special proofs of the poop prayer. Unification ear. They'll be worth billions here sooner than later. Have me on the show here in the next 60 or so. Minutes, days, weeks. Much love to you and yours, Blake Art. Oh, That's right on. Matthew Blake. <gasps> of course, he sent us uh, this up here I've got up there. Nice. Uh, and then there's a couple other ones. There's another print he sent over as well. There's a poster-sized one of those, that halfway down the stairs. Too, oh, thanks, Blake. One. Nice stuff. Thanks, Blake. I know he jumped through a bunch of hoops to get that over to Canada to us. So we appreciate that. We love you for it. Yeah, we'll have them on the show, too. Oh, and uh, shout out to our friends over at uh, Spores, SporesLab.io for uh, the care package. Oh, good. Yeah, we're going to have him on next week. Next week, right? That'll be fun. Jeff. Jeff? I think that's his real name. So, do you want to talk about support, or do you want me to read a quote, or what do you want to do? Well, I asked if you thought that was... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the Something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and people might not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French, you know, Napoleon III, and whatever. And they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you will get us free from the French. True story. 
And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. Uh, it's got to be that old radio guy, right? <clears throat> um, Preacher. The devil thing? No, no, no not that no, guy. No. All right. That's all I got. Pat Robertson, preacher and certified lunatic. Just like you. Thanks, buddy. That was from Charlie Robinson's book, The Octopus of Global Control. Ooh, our new book should be showing up soon. I know. I can't wait That'd for it. That'd be exciting. Yeah. You think it's full of quotes, too? Nope, not as many. Got some bullets and stuff. You already know? I read the whole thing. Oh, on an ebook. What? You read the PDF? No, I've, yeah, I read the PDF, yeah. Did you read it? I listened to it. <laughs> on voice stream? Yeah. So that's about, oh, so let's beg for support. We don't have any ads here. We don't have any ads. We don't want any ads. We don't want any ads. I, you know, I listen to these shows sometimes on YouTube and they drive me nuts with ads. Not YouTube's ads because we got red, but I, I'm going to get off YouTube personally. Are you? Personally, I'm going to get off YouTube. Go on to Rockfin and Odyssey and some of And just like I heard Sticks and Hex and Hammer say the other day is like, you got to start participating on these platforms, like even content creators, because we just put our stuff there. Not, not on Rockfin yet, but, and you don't go and participate. And that's true. That's what we did for a while, right? We just have it automatically upload somewhere, but I got to go there. I got to start doing like preaching what, you know, practicing what, practicing what we preach. Get over like, there. YouTube is down. just too addicting. YouTube's addicting. I mean, I got to get off that. I agree. Where was I going with that? I don't know. I'm not really about the ads. So then there's all these guys, all these famous people doing shows and they just five minutes of ads. Like they can't even like, can they not even garner listener support or do I they need YouTube that much money? Like, come on. No, now. these are their own ads. Like their own, you know, the new one is the, uh, the underwear with the, with the pockets for you. Oh, you know, like everybody's doing that one now. And there's a new, a couple new ones, like, which is fine, but it's just like, you know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to incorporate no, we don't do this. corporate stuff. No matter, no matter what, like, I don't know. Cause no middleman. I don't want ads. We don't want any. And we don't want people. a big paywall and stuff, but we do have to support expenses here. So just us to you. Grammarica.ca slash support. If you can, when you can, you head there, sign up for a monthly, do a one time donation. Did want to mention that like seventy five percent of the stripe monthlies are down. Like down as in not, not down. Working, just, yeah. Broken. Uh, the payments don't go through. I've had a couple people emailing me asking if it's a problem on our end and there's nothing I can do about it. What I can do is cancel your subscription and you can restart through PayPal or through Stripe again. I don't know exactly what happened there. But if you're on Stripe, check it out because it's probably not working anymore. Uh, if you need to double check, you can shoot me an email. Buckaramerica.ca slash support. Guys, it's never really been more important to support the show than it is right now. Um, heading into uncertain times and it'd be, uh, be good to be more prepared than to be scrambling if they decide to shut down different platforms. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Cause we might have to start streaming. We might have to get off YouTube too there. I mean, it might, we might just be like, look, we're going to stream somewhere else, but then we're going to lose most of our people that watch us live. But I don't know. Anyways, the other thing is, do we, did you talk about black budget? Oh no. So we do have that whole extra, we got some audio books in the black budget feed and, couple round tables, not a lot of podcasts recently, but there's a lot of content in there and like any donation one time or recurring gets you access to that automatically. It's just another feed really. 
And, uh, but if you can't afford it, like we'll still do value for value. Just send us oh, an email. Like 10 and hours of the secret doctrine. In the there. secret doctrine is in there. Some of it, the secret teachings of all ages. Some of that's in there. There's some good, good books in that there. That whole book's in there. That whole book's in there. That's a, really the whole book. Yeah. Wow. 12 parts or 13 parts. Yeah. It's not the final, final copy, but it's pretty much the, the, almost the, almost the final that's right. Yeah. Almost the final. I'm yeah. still implementing the notes. Yeah. So. Trudging along. We love yeah. you. America.ca slash support. We love you for We got the P.O. Box too. And email. Box, email us uh, shit. feedback, suggestions, all that good stuff. Yeah. We love all that stuff. We love you yeah. guys. We love it even chats. more. Join the, the chats. Yeah. You got to join the chats. It's yeah. a shit show. We need more of you guys in there. And uh, we need you guys to enjoy this fabulous chat. With the one and only Jamie Janover. Jamie Janover back. It's been a it's been a, probably a couple years already. I've had him on a couple times before. It's good to see you again, Jamie. You're a, a musician, an artist, an emissary of the Resonant Science Foundation and Nassim Harriman. I mean, we've been doing some of those shows since we've last talked to you, and it's always kind of one of our favorite topics to talk to guys like yourself about what's going on in the world. So thanks for uh, joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to know that you guys are still keeping up this epic series of discussions you guys have been doing this for a while haven't you yeah it's been uh coming up on what is it seven and a half years darren we're at seven and a half yeah we'll be eight, eight years in may yeah so yeah it's been it's been a good Very journey nice. yep yeah it's been a good journey meeting That's people awesome. yeah meeting people like yourself learning stuff and uh yeah trying to stay humble it has been a little weird lately not knowing if you even want to talk or not because everything's so you know polarized and uh I don't know. It's just a weird time to be podcasting because I, you know, I, part of me doesn't even want to engage in all this. Well, I mean, honestly, if we're being honest, that's part of the reason why we're here is because we kind of got, we kind of spent some of the summer stuck in like a COVID circle where we're chasing down great reset stuff and, and COVID this and pandemic that, and, and, you know, just, we kind of got stuck in there so much. And then when Thrive 2 came out to kind of look at some of that stuff again and just to kind of just, you know, it was it was super refreshing to talk to Foster and start because I want to say it was like, you know, a year and a half or two years ago when we were talking to Adam and and Marshall and, and kind of really getting into it. And it just Thrive 2 and talking to Foster really, I guess, sort of just... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It inspired it, it you. It inspired me to just kind of 
to to take a step back from all that and remember that you know just like a year ago we were really excited about everything it's an important time to actually do do the thing more than ever especially folks like yourself that are going right down to the essential real deal like what really happened in our early civilization and what's really going on with physics and energy and technology and behind the scenes. It's, it's an important time because there's a bunch of stuff going sideways. And if the people that are not in uh, perfect resonance and like figuring out the, the correct, story before everything went sideways if those people are not active and saying like this is whacked what is going on don't you guys realize that if we did this and this and this it could be like this that's important you need to be able to visualize what is is different and not being in stuck in this loop that we're in and all the craziness you really do need to point your attention in the direction you want to go. And so going silent on a podcast like this is not the way it's more like keep calling folks like Foster Gamble, who stuck his neck out really hard on thrive one and thrive two to be like, yeah, I'm going to call out all this stuff and I'm going to feature stuff that is usually not featured. Um, it's an admirable thing to do. And so I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on here and doing this on a regular basis. I think it's my third time with you. And yep. we sat down, uh, in real life, uh, face to face last time, I believe. Right. In yep. where were we? Downtown Edmonton Calgary. or something? Calgary. Yeah. yeah it was at a oh, conference Calgary? in Calgary. Yeah. We, we put, we got the yeah. little back, the side room there and yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. We would no lot. We would currently so, not be allowed in that conference center. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. But meanwhile, regardless of what we're doing here in the short term, in the long term, there's amazingly good stuff happening. Like you said, like we were all excited and we all are still excited, but there's a layer of dismay and confusion on top of the excitement. So it kind of clouds it, I would say. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm just, yeah. So how do we, uh, how do we practice discernment around all that? Like you mentioned that, I mean, how do we, you know, because that's a really good way of putting at it. I feel like there's so much crap out there that it's more important than ever to have your, your bearings on where you're headed, because the second you take your eye off where you're headed, a million things are trying to take you where they want you to go. Yeah. I think that, what it's coming down to is the, the greatest resource, the most valuable resource on the planet has generally been a very strong kind of director or, you know, energy suck. And for a long time, that was gold, right? Like, think about how much time and energy people spent being like, oh, wait, where is their gold? I'm going to move. I'm going to travel across the world and go to where this stuff is called gold. And I'm going to like 
dig for it for years and years, right? So like then we like started to have currency beyond just gold coins or trading gold. And then it was like gold backed currency, <laughs> right? So gold was still the most important thing. And then we started to realize that we can make energy, quote unquote, make energy by burning stuff that's been compactified with a lot of pressure over a long period of time and put it into a cylinder, right? And do combustion. And so once we realized that, then we were like, oh, now we're going to go to where we can find that stuff. That's coal, oil, natural gas. And so that was the most valuable commodity for a really long time. And two years ago, it changed again. Two years ago, data became the most valuable commodity on the planet. And that's why during this crazy pandemic time, it's the tech companies that own a lot of data, meaning like us and what we like and what we do and what we watch and what we click on, right? And where we go and all the stuff that they collect. Those folks who have that data are worth trillions and trillions more than they were worth. And the oil companies are worth worth less and less, right? So data is the most valuable thing. And what's that data? Like I was saying, the data is all the data we generate. And how do we generate that data? It's because what we're paying paying attention to. So just what you were saying, like, you divert your attention. So like attention is actually the most valuable resource. I knew you were going to say that right when you said that. On resource. the planet. Yeah. And so just if you get anybody's eyeballs to look at what you're doing, that's a thing, right? And here we are doing it right now. Like, hey, let's do a podcast and we'll go live and we'll stream it and we get people to watch and like, oh my God, I went viral. And so if you go really viral and you have a YouTube channel, you can monetize that and advertise. And so that's the weird part is that it's not just people doing their agenda out there in the world. They're also doing it because they want to get the eyeballs and they can monetize the attention and get the data of the people that are watching. Like if they sign up for an email list or something like that, so it makes it really confusing because everybody's like, hey, look at this, I check it out. And they're like, what's the craziest stuff I could possibly put onto this screen to get? And so they're like, let's just say that like some crazy stuff's going on and we'll make up a bunch of evidence and we'll make it into a conspiracy and it'll go viral. And it's worked really well. I mean, there's a bunch of those, right? Like it's insane. So how you discern, I, I mean, in my mind, I just like kind of intuitively can tell sometimes that that just doesn't resonate correctly at all. And you look into it and you're like, wait, what website is this? And where are they getting that? And then you go, oh, no, no, no. quickly, don't go there. <laughs> you know, your own news source is the best news source. That's your own personal compass and intuition. <laughs> but outside of that, very confusing because I don't know. It's hard to know who to trust, but physics, I trust. I trust the way the universe works. I don't think the universe's physics is changing based on what society is on earth is doing at any particular time. So that's very reassuring. <laughs> you can always rely on the physics of the universe, even when humans are getting all sideways. Can't we start to affect those physics? So 
Well, you affect the physics all the time. You yeah, know? So like, like I can move with the media yeah. being able to manipulate us on mass with these phones on a level like never before. Are they able to? Because I remember on Thrive too, where it shows Nassim sort of the unified field branching over into health and stuff like that. Like, can that be disrupted by outside I mean, influence? Yeah, outside influence can disrupt the resonance of anything that's going on um, in a short-term, localized way. What I'm talking about is that the bigger picture of the way that the feedback mechanism of space-time itself works is kind of a safeguard in that the universe itself is conscious. And so it should be reassuring, I think, that there's an inherent coherency to the way things go. And things can fall out of equilibrium, but they tend to pendulum back. And so we can swing stuff out of balance, but it's going to come back. Like, if we destroy the Earth's atmosphere, we might go extinct, but the Earth will be okay. And so that's a bigger picture version of what I'm talking about. And on a smaller level, too, they can try to mess with people but I think deep down, people have an internal compass that knows right from wrong and want to like move towards more fun and more coherency and less not fun and violence and pain and suffering and disease and things like this. So I think in, in the end, there's more good people moving the needle towards good stuff and that the bad folks that are doing stuff that's trying to like disrupt are running out of time and money. They used to hide really well and be really effective at the game of whack-a-mole. Like Nikola Tesla popped up and they were like, and they just went, Nikola Tesla was flattened, patents taken, died poor and all this stuff. Now we've got like a hundred thousand Nikola Teslas running around, right? Like, like, just look at that Thrive too, right? Foster's like, we're going to go to Africa, and then we're going to go to Thailand, and then we're going to, I mean, he was all over the world, and people are like, yeah, not 100% sure how this is working, but look, I'm running stuff off of something that's not plugged in. Like, there's all kinds of people that are breaking ground in taking the energy from space-time into technology. And man, when that hits, all the folks that are trying to keep us tampered down and, and our data and all that stuff, it won't matter. We'll have as much energy as we want wherever we are. That's basically infinite abundance at that point. The yeah. idea of work, you know, that we have to hoard natural resources for later because like we're going to run out of oil. So we have to invade another country and take their oil. That stuff goes away. Then it's like, oh, we have unlimited amount of energy everywhere all the time. Oh, so we should try to figure out how good of a record can we make? How good of a picture can I paint? It's more like how beautiful can we make stuff? <laughs> That's the goal. Instead of how much money can we hoard? How much energy can we have? And all this stuff. That's where I think we're going to get, but it's going to be messy, super duper messy on the way. <laughs> do you think, what, what do you think the timeline with us only being two years into data after, you know, arguably a hundred years of oil and before that a millennia of gold. Are we looking at 
10 or 20 years of this, or do you think this is already flipping around or because I mean, I would like, I've been saying lately, I mean, then I talked to our, this guy from Australia right before we talked to you and he kind of took all the wind out of my sails, but, um, <laughs> like on mass, I can almost see like most people coming to my side of the aisle on, and that's not, I'm not just talking on COVID narrative or, or everything else. It's just like, you know, in a sense, this, and I, I fucking going to hate myself for this, but in a sense, this great awakening is happening. As well, it's true. Yeah. And I mean, especially it seems like over the last three years, the last year, especially, I mean, COVID seems to, in some ways, bring a lot of it to light where stuff that people wouldn't, because we've been talking about it for years, but it just sort of starts coming up in your real life, you know, where a guy that just knows that you got to show it doesn't really talk to you for the last couple of years, mostly because of that. You're the weird guy. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, I'm hearing this shit all over the place, not just from my podcast buddies. Now it's like, you know, it's become ubiquitous and, and in Graham's defense, Trump, Trump is responsible for some of that. I would say is, is kind of bringing it to light, but I don't know. It just the great awakening. It, the other day I was kind of almost looking at it as like a, an evolutionary thing where it just seems like, which I think you could sort of come in with the, the hundred thousand Teslas thing where it's kind of like, or the hundredth monkey. I don't know. It just seems like maybe they can't do it this time because we're just too far along as a species to let it happen. But I don't know. I wonder sometimes if I'm just a bit of a dreamer. I don't know. I, I feel like we're, we're going to make it. It's going to be okay. And we're in the super early days. Like this is the old days. The great grandchildren of all of us that are alive now are going to be like, how did you guys even survive back then? Like you are burning stuff to make energy. Damn. That's old school. Great, great grandpa. You know, it's not, <laughs> we're we're messing up and we only are just barely starting to figure out that we're messing up and we're like oops oh we gotta change what we're doing hold on a second hang on and then we invented the internet and we're like oh yeah everything's free and it's dot com this and then, and then we're like oh wait a minute actually maybe we need to like have a little more organization and then like political stuff goes on social media and then we're like oh wait a minute maybe this is not such a and so we're just starting to find our balance. It's all brand new stuff, right? Like companies are going down and other ones are just popping up and taking over the whole thing. But in the end, like I keep coming back to the physics doesn't change. And so when all these different people all around the world, all start to find out deeper levels of reality from quantum physics to astrophysics, and they're like, wait a minute, everything's connected by the structure of space and the study of structure of space is called geometry. And the geometry of the vacuum of space is actually this. And wait a minute, ancient civilizations encoded that into their monuments and their documents and traditions for thousands of, how did they know that? And then, Oh no, it's all coming together. And that's why people that thought you guys were insane and their grandmother and their aunt are now coming around and being like, I'm hearing that crazy stuff you guys were talking about. Now it's in my church. It's in my yoga class. It's in like, 
people have flower of life on stuff. They don't even know what that is. And it's like, it's everywhere. And it used to be like flower of life. What are you talking about? Now it's like in commercials, it's on the cover of albums and, you know, people understand about this now worldwide and that doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like it's just there. And so people can go sideways with conspiracies and left and right. And they can say the earth is flat. They can do whatever they want, but the physics of the universe is not changing very quickly at all. It changes very slowly. I think like the speed of light may not have been the speed it is now 13 billion years ago. Maybe it changed a little bit, pretty static doesn't change a lot like the physics here is the same physics on the other side of the galaxy as far as we know um and again that's very comforting like things are actually pretty damn stable around here it's just us being really confused (laughs) that is causing all the problems we just have to become less confused and you do that by studying the physics and the science of the universe and understanding how stuff works you're like oh if you move a wing fast enough, you could create lift. When they said you could build an airplane, physics papers came out saying, no, it's impossible. You can't fly something heavier than air. Now, I don't know why they didn't see birds at that time. But anyway, now we understand, oh, you can create a dynamic in the atmosphere and get lift. Now we're going to figure out how to create a dynamic in space-time. Because if you can get a dynamic in space-time, then you can also get lift. And you don't need to move air. You could be out in between galaxies doing that. And that's maybe why we see craft that can turn 90 degrees, as told by the Navy pilots in the New York Times a couple months ago. Like, when this stuff comes out, don't worry about the conspiracies and which political party is in charge in which country. So all gonna do you feel like that's very inevitable? Cute. You feel like that because you're kind of you're kind of closer to it than we are. Do you feel like because we kind of we're a little jaded on that stuff, and we feel like that the establishment is actively trying to maybe suppress or stop some of that. Oh, from sure, coming up. of course but do they you are. Think, do you do you think it's like it's a the dam's going to burst here anytime? I don't know about the timing of the dam burst. And it's really tough to predict. Everybody that's tried to predict, oh, they're, they're going to land on the White House lawn and talk to us. And I don't think it's going to be like that, but it's inevitable because, again, the physics of the universe doesn't change. There's no way in hell we're the only biology in the universe. There's just no way we're the only biology. I mean, we, we used to, remember when I was a kid, they were like, oh, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> probably the only life because, like, water, you have to have water. and most planets it's either frozen or evaporated. There's yeah. like, there's probably no water. And then we're like, Oh, we found water on the moon. Oh, we found water on Mars. Oh, there's water coming out of the sun. Oh, stars are born in clouds of water. Oh, wait a minute. We can't find anywhere, including in between galaxies in the middle of space where we don't see spectral lines of water molecules. <laughs> so like water is, everywhere in the universe you guys which means life is everywhere in the universe and we don't know because just like the guys who are probably sitting on the shore of some ocean hundred thousand years ago we're like i wonder what's over there but we don't have technology we don't have boats we can't swim that far so they didn't know if there were other people over there and there were other people over there being like i wonder if there's people over there but we don't have any boats 
Then they embedded boats and we're like, oh, there are people over there, <laughs> right? And so that's where we are now. We, we, we don't have boats that can go faster than the speed of light. So going across the galaxy is very inefficient. So could you going to change? Could you think that uh, it would have, would a good analogy of the pendulum being right now? We're all being, you know, I mean, there's lockdowns happening everywhere. People are, you know, wearing masks all over the world. We're being, we're being sort of, we're being uh, tyrannized, really, for something that's kind of subjective. I mean, is this going to be maybe an event that wakes up a lot of people to new science? I mean, science has been suppressed for so long, and Nassim has been pushing back against the mainstream and. I mean, I feel like this is part of the uh, the trust in in Western institutions is just becoming at an all time low. Whether it's scientific establishment or your media, your medical institutions now. I mean, people are saying, "What what what the hell's going on here?" So is that is that part of the messy waking up here? Well, it seems to be for sure for us right now on this planet. Um, it's definitely messy and. Yeah, it makes people think because here we are worried about something we can't see because it's so small. And so people have to think about a really small scale. Like, how big is this thing? Right. Is it so small that it goes between the little <laughs> holes in a mask? And so then they're like thinking about other dimensions because Nassim's definition of a dimension is not an orientation in space. It's a scale or a size of a structure. And that the universe is infinite scales, infinitely bigger than the universe and infinitely smaller than the atoms right? Like the Planck is the shortest wavelength of the electromagnetic spectrum as discovered by Max Planck. And there's 10 to the 60 of these little vibrations in a single proton, but there's stuff smaller than that. And so people are having to like, think about these scales of like really small stuff. How does that work? What's happening with this virus? What is a virus? Do vi viruses really exist? The answer is yes, they do. So do microbes and Cellular biology is a thing. It's real. And there's biophysics to this, right? The energy, how does the biology work? <laughs> the biology is not just, I mean, we're burning at almost 100 degrees Fahrenheit, 24-7. That's a lot of thermal energy coming out of every human. Unbelievable what our bodies are doing, right? And so you have to understand that there's mechanics, right? A virus has a structure and it has a protein and then it has a spike on it. And the spike has to attach to a little hole so it can get inside and do its thing. And then you try to make it different. And what is all this? It's geometry. We have to do a Rubik's cube puzzle of like, oh, we need a specific geometry to stop this geometry from attaching to this geometry. So it goes into the cell and it messes it up. And then the body reacts to that and overreacts and causes all these problems. And so I'm not a person who thinks that there is no such thing as viruses. I mean, that's been going around. And just today on a call with William Brown, he actually had a debate with one of these doctors who was arguing that there are no pathogens, there's no viruses, there's no microbes. Um, that's not correct. There are. And we have so many of them living inside of us right now. It's a normal part of biology and biophysics. And in biology, stuff swings back and forth. And there's pandemics in various species. This is part of like, it's like forest fires, right? The fire burns and then the forest grows back. And then some people get sick and they die and other people don't. And then it's messy. Biology shit happens as a phrase because it's true. And it happens in all scales. In cosmology, stars don't last very long. They blow up. 
comets hit a planet, it sheds its atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's I, I a mean, normal process. I mean, I yeah, I I agree with you, but I I'm not really thinking of it as far as like whether a virus is real or not, but more of the reaction to what's happening. I mean. You know the 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 lockdown itself, the the masks, the whole. The well, I guess whole, it's like, what's the consequences of stopping the forest fires from happening? It's kind of like, and I think that's I like that because it's kind of like what you see in California now when you don't do when you don't do proper proper forest management for twenty or thirty years, and you get a bad fire season. It's a fucking disaster. Right, and the analogy though that I would probably say is. Oh man. It's like how much effort do you spend on preventative stuff? Like in other words, I'm really disappointed that in all of this COVID stuff, it was like, oh, hey everybody, we're gonna be locked down in our houses for a really long time. So because of that, here's the best way to fight this virus. Build your immune system. So here's some tips on how to get good sleep. The kind of food you might want to eat to boost your immune system, right? Like all the exercise types of things you can do. Like they didn't vitamin say, D, vitamin D three, zinc, anything. Yeah, positive. Here, here's the here's the way to make sure your immune system is super dialed in, so that if you do get COVID, your body's like, oh, really? And you're one of those people that's like, oh, I tested positive. I didn't even know. That's the perfect example. That's a perfect, that's right. kind of what I'm talking about. Exactly. Just, there's going to be a, there's got to be an awareness of how this was handled at that kind of level that it just seems like, it's that, like that was counterintuitive to you're pushing the wrong narrative because we're this way. We're not going to be more prepared for the next time. If anything, we're going to be less prepared because we're not, we're not learning. I, I It's like, we're not learning how, exactly what you said, how to take care of the immune system. We're just learning kind of how to. Instead of trying to be symbiotic with the physics, we're kind of trying to, I don't know, just step aside from them. Like we can remove people ourselves. Are learning, people are learning how everything is connected and that the way you think affects your biology, right? Epigenetics. I know you talked to Bruce Lipton, right? Yeah, if you think you're going to get really sick, you can make yourself sick, just like a placebo can be given to you, even though it's a sugar pill, you think it's going to cure you and it does. Now that is not talked about enough at all. Like it's always why don't they tell us over? <laughs> right. Why aren't they not talking about it? Because our society and the way that the monetary system got embedded in uh, information the drug companies don't want you to know that you can heal yourself because they're not going to make as much money. And that's where it comes down to the awareness of the general public knowing this and being like, Oh yeah, honey, you see that commercial? And you tell the kids, you like, see that that's a drug commercial. And what's up with these companies is they're making that product and they're going to just try to make the symptoms go away, but not cure the disease. Cause if they cure the disease, then they don't sell more pills. I just wanted you guys to know. And so all the kids today are probably like, Oh yeah. We know about that because it's been rat. It's been vetted out because there's all these talk about Teslas. Talk about Sherlock Holmes. How many Sherlock Holmeses do we have right now? How many internet sleuths? Like, there's one weird tweet, and somebody's like, "Oh, that guy has a fake account who's messing." And they like within ten minutes, Twitter has figured out this big mystery. So, if they could figure that out, they could figure out 
that the drug companies are stacking the deck and that the virus, uh, you know, is, is going to have this cure all and they're going to try to sell it to everybody. And so, yeah, it is messy. But if you understand that all that's happening and you understand the physics and the organization with which everything happens, including nature, society, human interaction, culture, <laughs> then you, then you can call it out and see it. And then hopefully part of the idea of this is that the bad stuff won't upset you as much yeah. and you can focus on creating coherence, you know, building the new paradigm, healing people, you know, helping people to have more fun and have a better quality of life while they're here and all that kind of stuff. That's exactly um, what I was going to say. Is, you is, guys are doing that. You're doing it right now with this show. I, I, I keep I keep wanting to come back to like, you guys are part of the solution just right now. Just even talking to us about this. Yeah, no, but that's I think a, I got the analogy for physics. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So them pushing the most so hard. Thing ever. That's is, what I was trying to get. Like, that's what I was trying to like, get. It's, it's your constant backfire thing, plan. Yeah. The backfire and the pendulum all kind of come back to physics of that equal and opposite reaction. That the the more they they try and steer us away, the messier it's going to get. But the I don't know. It's like uh, the reaction is obvious. Like you said, where you got this. I love Scott Adams' term of weaponized autism for the. Uh, for the internet sleuths, <laughs> which again is the drug companies. But yeah, <laughs> but you answered, you answered my question. Cause I was about to ask you about how, how to pay attention to this without attachment and then focusing, like you said, on the, on the positive future and creating all this positive stuff. So I think that's, I think that's part of the trick right now is how do you discern what's going on without attaching to it? You know, you can, like you said, you, you can um, call it out in a, in a proactive way, I guess, in a non-hateful way, hopefully, and then focus on, on what's possible. Well, it's okay that not everybody is on the same path and at the same level of wanting to even change. And so, in other words, there's going to be a whole group of people that are going to call stuff out, and they're just professional calling stuff out people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I see them calling the stuff out and I go, Oh, look at that. They called that out. But then I go, what do I actually want to do and make? Yeah. Like, I don't want to spend a bunch of time and energy pointing towards out. the stuff that I don't want to, you know, like Buckminster Fuller said, you just got to create the new paradigm and, and, and then the other one just kind of falls by the wayside. So instead of calling out the conspiracy theories, um, like I, I tried as an experiment one time to go into a YouTube thread and explain that the earth wasn't flat and it was not a good idea. It didn't turn out well for me or the people <laughs> in the thread. Um, I learned, I was like, okay, I'm glad I did that experiment. I really dug in. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to show so much stats and data. And I was like, no, that was that was, it hurt me. It really hurt me. I'm like, okay, I'm You're glad just, I did that experiment. Now I know I don't have to push back against anything ever. I don't push back. Right? I just know, like AM radio, right? It's mostly static. And so you're spending time being like, and then you hit the station and there's this excellent song. And you're like, yes, I found the radio station. There it is. And you listen to that station. You don't stay going like this all day in the static. And so the 
trick is figuring out how to get the hand on your own dial in here. Because this is a bio-oscillating crystal we have inside of our head. And consciousness doesn't come from inside our head. Consciousness is the field of the universe. And the brain is a radio receiver, right? So, yeah, we've got static in our head, too. We get into weird little loops of thought, of being like, oh, man, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? I'm such, I'm a, sphere, so I'm such a sphere monger. Yeah, and you can cycle that. And if you're not on top of it, you can spiral down and then get into really tough places like manic depression or just depression in general suicidal thoughts, all this stuff. So you have to learn how to tune yourself like a radio is what I think. Like, and part of doing that for me is understanding what's actually going on. Like, not only am that, I just I, randomly here? There's some order to this. What's going, where am I? What's going on? Um, and you find people that are in coherence and you talk to them. And then hopefully those people get together and create more coherence and it's happening, right? Like you guys, and we all get together and we're like, Oh, that guy's got a cool piece. And that guy's got a piece. And then you've got all these great people talking to each other, collaborating. I mean, I'm inspired because like a year ago, you guys, 13 months ago in October, I was honored enough to get to go to Dharamsala and meet with the Dalai Lama because Nassim Haramein, Robert Edward Grant, and Alan Green got to go present their work to His Holiness. And I got to witness this meeting where here's like the most knowledgeable Buddhist on earth, the Dalai Lama, His Holiness, who knows all of the tradition of Buddhism and all the tradition of religion that led to now, who met with Carl Sagan, who met with all these physicists and all these physics departments around the world, because he wanted to show that modern physics is saying the same thing that Buddhism is saying. And I got to witness Nassim Haramein explain his unified field theory to the Dalai Lama in 10 minutes. And at the end of this explanation, His Holiness was like, okay, well, what? <laughs> He's like, okay, there are all these little particles that make the proton, but what keeps that together? Kind of like looking over his glasses at Nassim. And Nassim's like, spin, angry, angular momentum. And his holiness was like, and then he goes, hold on a second. And then he says a bunch of stuff in Tibetan to his assistants. And he, or he said, go make lunch for these guys. He's like, yeah, this is going to be a longer conversation. <laughs> Turns out we met with him instead of having like a typical, you know, 10 minute to 30 minute, maybe 45 minute or an hour meeting. We had a four and a half hour hangout with his holiness. And so it was epic because what we realized is that in Buddhism, they have space particles. Nassim was like, you have space particles? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we have more subtle particle called the uh, consciousness particle. <laughs> Nassim is like, oh my God, I was just working on the subplanks. Maybe the subplanks are the consciousness particles. And I'm here being like, oh my God, this is historic. We have the edge of physics meeting the edge of consciousness and spirituality. And we were like, it would be really awesome if we could have some sort of conference where we got the leaders of spirituality and religion together with the physicists. And maybe we could call it convergence. Cause you know, his holiness has a book called convergence, uh, the convergence of uh, science and spirituality. 
it's uh, the universe in a single atom is the name of his book. And so he was like, yeah, good idea. He's like, can you get the UN involved? And we had Hans Kirstead there with us, a friend of Robert Evergrant, who's a renowned stem cell researcher. And he's like, yeah, actually, I was just meeting with the UN. We can get the UN involved. So long story short, I'm now hopefully helping this group to get this conference together that will now be on Zoom instead of being in real life. And hopefully we'll have some top people in the world of consciousness and spirituality and religion talking in real time with physicists and scientists and medical people so that we can bring all these different viewpoints together to show that it is all just one thing. And here we have the math for it. We have the old ancient civilization stories for it. We have art that represents it. Look, it's everywhere. So you guys can all stop fighting right now because every religion is correct, basically. Um, wouldn't that be nice if we could just stop fighting over our books saying different things? It's kind of absurd. Um, but I'm very optimistic because I got to witness that in person myself about a year ago. And we're in conversations now to make something like that happen. When it's going to happen, I don't know, but we're working on it. That's fantastic. How did that journey play out on your personal spirituality? Because it had to it be was, like you're coming at it from a sort of straight science perspective. Like, did you know going in it was going to, like, I guess, were you spiritual coming in already? Or yeah. like, how did that yeah, yeah, react yeah. with the whole process of coming to terms with this? It was just an affirmation of being like, oh, cool. Everything that we've been talking about and the stuff that we've been working on has been affirmed by a very, very knowledgeable, authoritative person in the world of Buddhism, which is a very deep tradition that is very logical, and they debate each other all the time as part of their training. We watch the monks do this. It's almost like performance debate, where they stand in this one hall, and they have books, and then they'll be like, this says that it's like this, and then somebody, another monk will be like, no. It can't be like that because free will is, you know, and they'll go into these very abstract, very um, detailed, logical arguments of spirituality. And so, like, it's a very, it's like the most scientific religion in some ways um, because they're so logical and so tapped in to the physics. And uh, it, was, it was an affirmation, really. Uh, I feel like all spirituality and all religion is trying to get at the same thing and they're just doing it in a different way. It's like saying I'm playing music and one guy's doing like death metal and somebody else is doing polka and somebody else is doing opera and they're really different, but it's all music and it's just a different style of music. So maybe religions are styles of faith and we can just let everybody pray however they want. It's fine. You can believe whatever you want. It's all good because there's only one thing and we're part of that one thing. We're in it right now. It's a hollow fractal structure we call space-time or the universe or the multiverse or whatever. And there's nothing that's not that. Everything's made of space. Like atoms are 99.99999% space. Yeah. So there is only one thing. So why get upset? about other people doing stuff that's different. Like I, I have a lot of tolerance, I feel like. And so I have empathy for the people that are really confused because I don't blame them for being confused. I'm confused. 
I was really confused. I got told so many things in school that were totally wrong and we now know are wrong. And they've changed the textbooks since then, like water being rare in the universe, for example. I mean, there's so many things like that. I had a little model in my school showing me the earth going around like this around the sun. And I pictured us just going groundhog year around and around. No teacher bothered to tell me, oh, you know, the sun's moving while that's happening, right? <laughs> like, it is? Oh, the earth is making a helix? How come no one ever told me that? I didn't find that out until I was an adult. I'm like, we can make the movie Avatar, but we can't make a 30-second animation to show to every preschooler being like, here's the dynamics of your local environment. I mean, we are so backwards. It's unbelievable. That's why I'm on such a mission to explain this stuff all the time. I'm like, did you guys realize I show this animation to people? And I'm like, how many people have never seen this before? And there's people who are like, and I'm like, can you believe this? Like, the earth isn't just going in circles. The sun is moving. <laughs> and the galaxy is turning in a cluster of galaxies in a giant, giant dipole called Laniakea. There's the great attractor and the great repeller. Just like an apple or a, or a sun or a planet or a proton, except with galaxies <laughs> as these little dots forming this giant... I mean... And we just figured that out, you know, a few years ago. Lanny Akea, been around for like five years or something. So, I mean, you can barely keep up with the rate. You go to physics.org and look at the articles every day and you're like, really? <laughs> they, they just figured that out? Like there's missing matter on in the interior of the sun? That means maybe it's a black hole. How come they're not talking about this? I'm telling you guys, the stuff is going to change and we're going to look back and be like, oh my God, we used to light matches to make energy <laughs> it's, it, it's it's cute i feel like we're in the quaint old days when everything was like super confused and we're going to get less confused soon well hopefully uh, my kids still can't believe when i tell them that i couldn't like watch shows on demand yeah. they just it, you know it's a different world to them they're like what do you mean oh my god and I was like, well, yeah, Forget we had to get that. up on Saturday to watch cartoons. I mean, the protection that was built in was there was like, we were still wholesome enough them to have like advertisers agree not to poison our minds too much. Where I feel like the, now that they do have that on demand, that also came with the loss of that protection. <laughs> but it's just, it's interesting to see how quickly the zeitgeist can completely change to like them to that is the same as, you know, my grandma telling me they didn't have power. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean? You didn't have power. Right. I mean, I'm dating myself, but I'm old enough that when I was a little kid, if you called somebody and they weren't home, that's it. They're out of luck. There was no answering machine. Yeah. You had to run and try no and find them. Yeah. You'd have to go, you'd there actually go, then you'd go out the door and try and find them in the neighborhood or something. Yeah. It was a pad of paper and a pad next to the phone yeah. and then they invented the answering machine and it was on a cassette tape yeah. right? and my... they were really small and yeah. it was only 30 seconds long you'd have yeah. to flip it over and then they invented slightly bigger cassettes and then it was digital answering machine and it was like oh and, and then it was like answer answering in 30 machine, seconds you're a scumbag call waiting Ooh, yeah. you know. yeah. now we're like m1 chip that's the latest thing. And then we're going to be like, oh my God, remember when they only had the M1 chip and you couldn't just like transmit your thoughts from your brain to your mom instantaneously across the country? I remember I used to call <laughs> I mean, my cousin. 
I used to call my cousin all the time when we were kids, and he'd get all excited. I'll be like, yeah, watch, come over. I got this new video game, or we'll play hockey, or like, okay, I got to go <laughs> ask my mom and dad. And you, I'd be waiting. Well, they have Neuralink. And waiting, and then they all have... of a sudden, like, bang, bang, bang. Because we only lived, like, you know, like five minutes away, so he'd show up at the door, and he, my mom would send him back home to go hang up his phone. <laughs> <laughs> now we have prosthetics where there's no wires, person thinks about moving their hand and the robot prosthetic hand moves so we already can transmit ideas or mechanical you know muscular impulses out of the brain wirelessly to a device that then reads those and does the thing that you were thinking it makes you wonder what's happening in the background between brains and what's happening in the black budget where The military has crazy technology that we don't know about. Um, and so a lot of the crap that caused 9-11. Probably that. Yeah, and those guys too, the, the military-industrialized complex, have kids and grandchildren that are on social media that then go, wait a second, that's how that... And then they go, Dad, are you really doing what I think you're doing? Or Grandpa? And then they're like, right so like even the guys who are doing bad stuff are like getting exposed to popular culture i mean think about how far we've come from the 60s where just like even being weird and like dressing weird or having weird hair you know you were like bad you know and now the biggest company is called google i mean it's it's so far different than what it was just a short time ago. Now innovation and being different and being weird is the best. And like, you can just do outrageous stuff and like push the envelope and change the way people are doing stuff. And so do you ever wonder if, if just to look from a nefarious, do you, do you, do you, cause you are at the forefront of this, right? You're talking about now, what could turn out to be maybe one of the most important Zoom conferences in the history of the fucking universe, or at least our version of it. Actually, I was going to ask you later if I can come and watch that, if you can get us into that somehow. But, I mean, then you see something like this happen where you see the the clampdown on information. Like, does any part of you ever wonder if they're trying to stop you guys from letting that genie out of the bottle? Yeah, but there's too many moles. They don't have enough hands to play whack-a-mole with everybody, right? There's too many Zoom calls. <laughs> they can't shut down every Zoom call. They can't shut down every social network. They can't shut down every, you know, light of somebody who's illuminated, who's speaking the truth. They're not going to be able to do it. There's too much good stuff. And like I said, once you have free energy, once there's unlimited energy available to every human on the planet. A lot of these control mechanisms won't work anymore. It's the most important part of all this is the energy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the history of civilization, the way we make energy and where that energy comes from and who controls that energy has pretty much run the entire show the whole time. Yeah. And has it's your heat, your cold, your, your protection, your food. I mean, if, with, 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 with all that, you don't, like you said, you know, you don't need all these industries around either, right? If well, everybody makes you has wonder, that. again, that, that makes my spidey senses tingle of that, the recent, like, upspring of pharma is them just trying, it's like, holy fuck, we're losing energy. What can we grab onto? Just scare them about health. 
or, you know, the next one. But then the second part of Thrive 2 is about health. So I was like, hey, we got you motherfuckers coming and going. The kids, the kids right now that are, you know, in their late single digits to early teens have the tools and all this information that no one had when they were that age before. And so there's serious genius 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds that are inventing new technologies that are like curing diseases, cleaning up pollution, solving our biggest problems. And so I'm very, very optimistic about how this is going to turn out because most of the strange, sideways, weird, controlling people are old. They're old and they're white and they're male. And they're not going to be around that much longer. And they're trying to teach their kids to be like them and their kids are not having it. They're like, no, dad, (laughs) I like trip hop and (laughs) going to Burning Man or whatever. Or at least it's filtering out. Like they might get it to the kid and a little bit to the grandkid, but by the time it gets to the great grandkid, it's sort of sort of lost hope. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope I, I'm with you on, I mean, right off the gate where you start talking about attention as a currency and stuff like that. I mean, that, that's the stuff I've been kind of saying on the show for the last little while. So, I mean, it's been a, it's been a pleasure from that sense, just from like, that's, I really think the most important thing we can do right now is pay attention to where you want your life to be going and, and focusing yeah. on that during the day. And the, the thing is just getting onto the Twitter and the social media, it actively makes that harder. Like it, it, it's almost like it increases the static. The more time I, I just noticed that the more time I spend on this thing, looking at social media, the harder it is now for me to pull up out of that and go edit the podcast, do the interview, you know, fill in the blank, whatever my creative expression is or whatever it is I want to be doing, even if that's hunting or, you know, cleaning the house or whatever, it's just that instead I'm sitting on the stairs trying to get my wits back about me because it's, that's part of the training though, of tuning the dial of your emotional body and your consciousness is to go through that newsfeed, even on a micro level while you're scrolling Facebook and being like seeing the post and in a nanosecond making the decision that you know that that is like going to take you down a vortex like that versus, Oh, that's really interesting. Or it's going to go up and knowing to just keep going. That's where the, that's where the, that's where the, Oh, I'm going to read that one. Yeah. <laughs> only, that, only look at content that wants the best for you type thing. Yeah. But that, that's where the Buddhist practice I think comes into, like you were saying how they're the most, they could be the most scientific religion. I mean, their whole meditation all is based around a process that you, and watch your mind and watch your thoughts and, yeah, and le- learn how to be present and disengage and yeah. not, not, not attached to all that stuff. Right. I think that's, that's why, you know, I, I resonate it's with Buddhism noticing. so much. There's a difference between noticing something yeah. and like, yeah, really paying attention and giving your attention to something. Yeah. So like it's when I'm, when I'm scrolling, when we're going back to social media, cause I do a lot of social media, you guys, uh, because I post for President Science Foundation, and I'm only posting positive. Stuff. Right. I, yeah. I do not call out anything or make fun of anything or 
be sarcastic, even sarcastic. And I try not to like push buttons. I, I just want to be like, check out how awesome and interesting and cool this is or beautiful or something. Um, and so you can actually work on your own practice of that and also filtering out things like unfollowing stuff that you know is just going to, and just like curate, be a curator. Like you've got your own private museum and what do you want to see in your museum? And if something is not good in your museum, you unfollow that or you block it if it's really bad. And so you can help yourself by keeping yourself in the flow of what you want to be seeing. And Buddhism is true. It's very useful uh, on a logistical level. <laughs> Never mind spiritual, just because it's like about mental practice of like, what time is it? It's right now. Yeah. Okay, now what time is it? It's right now again. Oh, so what am I doing right now? And then you'd make a decision. When Now what am I doing? Now what am I doing? And then you're like, what am I doing? I'm sitting on the stairs. <laughs> and I'm pissed at this article. Okay, I'm putting this down. I'm going to get on my bike right now. And so it's like doing those micro things. If you keep doing that, you can get yourself in resonance. And once you're in resonance, then you're in a position to see somebody read their entire existence from just your intuition and seeing what's up with them and being like, blah, 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 blah. And saying just the exact right thing to them in the exact right way and the exact right timing with the exact right emotional uh, intention. And you can change that person's life forever. They'll always remember that moment and they'll never be the same. And so you can learn to do that. And that's, that's a what great I'm, practical example, right? Of how the I'm resonance works. Say. And so I've been practicing that because I saw Nassim Haramein explaining the physics of the universe. And I was like, that guy is more correct than the standard model of physics is right now. And 90% of the people he's talking to are going, what? Oh, I kind of think maybe I get some of that, but I really, I don't have no idea what this guy's talking about. And then I'm like, oh my God, don't you realize? And they're like, no, I don't realize. And I'm like, okay, let me explain this to you. If it's like this, then it's like this, then it's like this. And people are like, oh my God. And they go like that instead of like that. <laughs> and that makes all the world a difference. I've seen it a million times where I sit there and go, blah, 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 just like this for three or four hours. And then I see somebody like six months, five years later, and they're like, oh, oh my God, that time you told me about, I took all that stuff and then I went back and I changed what I was doing. And then I did this instead. And now look what's happening. And I'm like, holy mackerel, you were going to go into the military. And instead you went and started teaching kids. I was like, wow, I should keep doing this talking about the universe thing. So it's like, just keep feeding back the resonant information to the universe. And it keeps gaining coherency. This is how evolution happens. This is how we went from not even being able to leave a message to me calling you and doing the audio through this and the video through this. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of coherency in one lifetime. Yeah. It's and that did not good happen too. because the conspiracy people were out there and they were trying to tamper down all the information. Tesla was like, we can transmit electricity wirelessly and give everybody electricity everywhere. And Morgan and all those guys, Westinghouse, they were like, no, we won't make any money selling copper wire if we do that. And so they were like, squash that guy, buy his patents, push him away. And now it's too late. They can't do that to us anymore. Listen to us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, even, yeah, no, I think there's too many moles. Too many moles now. Yeah. 
hopefully. And, and, and there's great people out there. I, I, there's so many amazing, great people doing so many great, amazing things. And, and even if nothing else, you probably feel how much better at the end of the day. After just trying to spread positivity, well, that's the health. I mean, health I almost got I, direct I almost health implications. Got yeah. caught up in it today with this with the city I live in on Twitter, and there's a little. And you know, I remember thinking, I was like, when I get home, I'm going to find that fucking article, and I'm going to find that, and I'm going to send it to them so that they know I'm right. And then I had a hoot, and I was like, what the fuck am I thinking? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and then you and then you have a great podcast where you talk to really important visionary people like Bruce Lipton and Foster Gamble and Nissim Harman and all these folks from Resident Science Foundation. And uh, it's, it's such a, a great better thing use of your time. It's yeah, such a better I really use appreciate your time. you guys doing that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But we appreciate the feedback for sure. Yeah, we're actually talking to uh, Adam Apollo again next week, next Tuesday. So we'll, uh, we'll beat this down. Was he at the, so who, man, I was trying to think like, it's crazy to me even to think that we interviewed three guys that go to, got to go and chat with the Dalai Lama. I can't <laughs> even imagine what that must've been like sitting in the room. It was quite something. Uh, Nassim Harmain was on one side. Uh, Robert Edward Grant was on another side. Alan Green was over here. So well, um, how does Alan, how does Alan Green fit into that? Because that's, a, is the same Alan Green we've had on a couple of times with the Shakespeare stuff? Yeah. Alan is a brilliant researcher. I actually have done some social media for him and work with him uh, and Robert Edward Grant uh, at a company called Crown Sterling uh, working on data sovereignty. Um, and that's a whole topic. Maybe Adam will get into, because I actually work with Adam and Alan with Robert at Crown Sterling. And Robert is a brilliant polymath. And if you're not familiar with Robert Edward Grant, I recommend checking out him on social media yeah. and his website, robertedwardgrant.com. He, just like Nassim Harmain, is kind of uncracking or cracking the code of the universe um, through mathematics and number theory and straight geometry. Um, whereas Nassim is coming at it from more pure physics perspective. And it's very complementary work. And Alan is a brilliant cryptographer. And long story short, Alan got deep into the work of William Shakespeare and figured out that the complete works of Shakespeare is a giant encryption, encoding geometric information having to do with the Great Pyramid of Giza. Now, this sounds fantastical, but go check out his YouTube page. He's Bard Code, B-A-R-D Code. And he's got great podcasts. Uh, barcode on Instagram, barcode on Facebook, YouTube, and his website is to be or not to be dot org. Um, it's very convincing. Uh, it can't be a coincidence. Let's just say. And when you go into the details of it, it leads you to realize that somebody like John D, who is the real Shakespeare, got this information from Leonardo da Vinci, who got this information from ancient mystery schools in Egypt. And it got passed through all these traditions and got encoded into these mystery schools. And it's very detailed and very deep and very specific, can't be a coincidence. And so it's fascinating to have Alan, Robert, and the Sim there. Also, Anthony Morris is a great uh, polymath mathematician himself, a number theorist. And then Hans Kirstead, who is a renowned uh, stem cell researcher. 
He was the guy who convinced the Bush administration to allow stem cell research to resume, and he coaxed stem cells to become the sheath cells that go around nerve cells in your spine, and he injected them into paralyzed people and got the nerves to regrow or work again, and they could partially move previously paralyzed uh, parts of their body. He was there too, and between all of those researchers, they were like covering history, religion, medicine, physics, mathematics, geometry, and then the connection between all of them. Um, it was it was a fascinating. I was there to document basically, um, and to be able to tell these stories as an emissary for all those folks because I literally work for Robert and for. Nassim and their organizations. And I also have been helping out Alan Green, who now has his own team, thankfully, helping him because Alan's life's work is super epic and it's super esoteric and it's not very widely known or accepted yet. And he's so like the funnest really, guy ever. Yeah. And it's really cool you had him on. He's hysterical. He used to manage Davy Jones of the monkeys. Yeah. He our was first show the- with him, dude, blew the fucking people's doors off. It's still to this yeah, day, people, I think it was two fourteen or somewhere in there, but to this day I get he tweets, you the best episode of all time. I mean, the downloads reflected. It's one of our most downloaded episodes. And I just remember like at the time my jaw was on the floor. It was just like this fucking epic story. I remember we had people from the UK, Messaged us saying they were going to go break the fireplace open. And it was just like, if you haven't listened to 214, the first chat with Alan Green, it is phenomenal. There's been a lot of his emails going around lately. He's uh, He's been pushing. I don't know if that's anything to do with you and the influence through the social media, but is there something new there with, with him? Yeah, he he. I got him started for a while, and I'm so busy I couldn't really devote enough attention to it. And then he got a whole team together, and now he's doing a podcast. And he's beefed up his website and he's about to release an online course in the Resonance Academy. And I'm a faculty member of this online uh, platform for courses called the Resonance Academy, founded by Nassim Haramein. There's a core course that used to be called the Delegate Program. And it was like all the information that I was talking about in my Unified Field Theory talks. It got formatted into an online course and it was for sale for like five years. And then when COVID hit, we made it free. So if anybody is interested in learning about this physics, you can go to resonancescience.org, resonancescience.org. And there's a free unified science course that you can take that's very extensive and very detailed. And then also in that academy, there are courses for purchase that are different than this free one. Courses from Robert Edward Grant, Adam Apollo, myself, uh, Dr. Lydia, a great researcher on ancient temples, just released a course today. Jonathan Quinton, who's great geometer, he'd be a great guest to have. Yeah, and I was going to say, Nixon. like when you're done, like the the Roger, Robert, all those guys. If you think uh, if if yeah. they're looking to come someplace and spread their word, we'd love to have them on the show. And uh, if you can make that yeah. connection, that'd be wonderful. I can make that connection, yeah. And so, and Alan, to get all this to say, Alan Green is putting out a course on the Resonance Academy about all this stuff about Shakespeare. So all your listeners that have been interested in his podcast, you can check out his new podcasts that have been out on Bard Code and check out this new course that's coming. I think it'll be out by the end of the year or early 
next year, like January or something like that. Pretty soon. That's super interesting. That's great. I have, yeah. I have a course on ancient Egypt called Ancient Egypt Revisited. If you're interested in learning about you know ancient technology evidence in Abydos and on the Sphinx and the Great Pyramid. Nice. Like so what about Fantastic. the is that is the conference now? Is this something that tickets will be sold for? Or is this strictly just a convergence? A no, convergence? We'll, yeah, we'll probably try to make it free. I don't think we're trying to monetize this. The idea would be to do a Zoom, and it, I, we don't know the format or when or how long or who's going to be on it. All we know is it's called Convergence, and we hope the Dalai Lama will be on it for some period of time during the event at some point, and that Nassim Harmain and Robert Edward Grant and Alan Green will be there. But we do not know who else is going to get invited. And the list of people that we want to reach out to is an unbelievable list of people because you can imagine if we have the, the his holiness saying yeah I'll, I'll do that zoom on that day at that time you can pretty much call any human alive today on the planet name anybody president of the united states whatever and be like would you like to be on a zoom with the dalai lama and they're probably be like oh that's cool sure leonardo dicaprio or like i don't know anyone the pope yeah. Oprah, I don't know, like name anybody. Not that we're going to have those folks, but like it's wide open. So we're like, yeah, hopefully not. Stay away from Hollywood. If yeah, you no so. Oprah. <laughs> you know, we're trying to figure out like who's going to represent um, these different disciplines of science, who's going to represent spirituality generally, who's going to represent different religions, how many people we don't know. It's, yeah. it's still in the early stages. Yeah. But just the fact that this is even being talked about. <laughs> Yeah, gives me a good reason to wake up and be like, let's tell people about the universe today again. <laughs> yeah, totally. that would be amazing seeing all the, I could picture it as all the Zoom people attending, but then it'd be like they're, they're presenting at certain times, each of them having a, you know, a certain amount of time to go through and present stuff. It'd be great. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to pick up the format. Yeah. Well, let but us I know when it. you do, and yeah. we'll we'll spread it as, as far, far as, as we it. can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Jamie, uh, time's flown by. As that was usual. a blast. It's funny because I was just saying to Graham, we were trying to, you know, I don't know why I was in, inspired to to reach out to you and Adam and have you on the show randomly, and but you know, now that we've chatted, it really couldn't have come at a better time. I feel like this is just what I needed, and hopefully, a bunch of our listeners do get that. It's really reaffirmed that that just focus on the positive and get that message out there. And, and it doesn't seem like it, but that's what actually moves us forward. Yeah, I mean, the, there's so many trite kind of like quaint phrases that have been used so many times. And it's because it's true. Like, you can't really fix the world until you fix yourself. So it's good to just like get your own resonance together enough that you have extra to spread out, you know? If you're just in a bad cycle, you're not going to be able to help. It's like put your own mask on before you put the mask on your kid when the airplane mask drops down. Yeah. Pretty much for everything. Like, make sure you're fed and you've slept enough before you do a podcast, you know, stuff kind of like that. <laughs> but I love the way you describe the process. When you're in resonance, noticing the things that are in resonance and focus, being able to focus on that and then spreading it around. I, yeah, I, and, I, yeah, I love that. The honesty and the authenticity now resonates to that person. And, you know, like you say, it's a it's just a moment for you, but for them it's, it's hit home and, and it's like... 
you could just be doing that all the time if you yeah instead of doing the opposite which might be spreading some article that's just pissing someone off or riling them up you know i can be yeah, as guilty about I that think as the intention is important off yeah. about 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 personal sovereignty i can go on a tirade and you know <laughs> post a bunch of these memes and and i'm fired up but it's what am i actually accomplish, accomplishing with that fired up hmm. all right the important thing is you create your own reality and reality is creating you it's not a one way yeah. thing like if we all created our own reality we would never meet so you're the center of the universe and don't forget so is everybody else and there's a responsibility there too because not only that we're somewhat responsible for each other's so you know you don't want to fuck it up for everyone else either yeah because there's no separation it's so it's, it's an illusion that there's space that's in between us that's not full of energy it is full yeah bill hicks was right Every, there's no empty awesome awesome thanks a bunch jamie come back we'll have to do this again probably about a year down the road judging by the back catalog and uh okay. hopefully by then it'll be a recap of uh possibly the most important zoom conference of all time maybe all right i'll see you every every 365 days i'll see you <laughs> okay see you, buddy. thanks jamie thanks buddy have a good one have a good one. Thank you. Okay. And that was our chat with Jamie Janover. What'd you think, buddy? That was full of energy and resonance. Well, it was resonating pretty yeah. good. Honestly, hurt. that one, I, I didn't have uh, a lot of research done because we've been touching on the subject over and over. And uh, I just kind of wanted it to be like that. And it was. It was good. I was a little worried about me, f- me being able to keep up. You know, in, in that way, because it wasn't like a new, there wasn't like a new book to discuss or a new thing, right? It was just talk to Jamie about what he wants to talk about. And that's, that was fantastic. I mean, the whole, the whole thing about the Dalai Lama and the, the process of resonance. And I, I just loved it. When he started good. the whole show with, because uh, the second he started going down the attention road, I knew where that was going to culminate right away. And I was yeah. just like, yep. Perfect. This would be a yep. great show. Yeah. Great show. Yeah, exactly. And we yep. had to stick with it a little bit because uh, the universe tested us on that one. It really yes. tried to convince us not to do this show tonight. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was the universe. Or the internet. Yeah. Or you think it was a deep state? I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Big thanks, Jamie, for coming on the show. Spreading his good fight. I mean... I think actually Jamie was probably the first one of the bunch we ever had on, right? Yep. Because yep. I remember when we first had him yep. on, I wasn't quite sure yep. what we were getting yep. into. Yeah, I think he was. The I first think the guy title ever. was even had something with percussion in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah cuz he's he plays the d- percussion dulcimer or whatever. I still think that Trump Biden I think it's a dulcimer is it a dulcimer? The Trump Biden fucking video is like the best thing I've seen on the internet in months. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, uh, big thanks, Jamie, for coming on the show. Big thanks for the work he's doing. I mean, this would be great if we can have Adam on again next week and kind of circle around through that whole crew. It's kind of exciting times over yep. there. Um, big thanks to you guys for listening. If you are getting a little value from the show, um, like I think maybe some of you are, maybe you're not. I don't know. If you're not, let us know how we can make it more valuable. But if you are getting some value from the show, from the, you know, with the black budgets and the audio books and all that stuff we've got out there now, you know, we're looking at well over 500 shows out there free, so adding a little value to your life, let us know. 
what it's worth, grandamerica.ca slash support. That's our really only feedback loop is, uh, is, is the monetary one. Like we get a lot of emails. Yeah, you can email, email grandma, like grandma, grandamerica.com. Fight off the trolls. Yeah. But uh, grandamerica.ca slash support, that's, uh, that's where we get the energy to keep things going in a positive flow, positive direction around the chat. here. The chats, grandamerica.ca slash chats. And you got to do all that stuff. That's how it gives us the energy to keep propelling the show forward. If that dries up, then the show will probably dry up shortly after. We could not be doing the show seven years later without the thousand or so people that have already stepped up yeah. to support yeah, us. Exactly. And I mean, the show would have disappeared yeah. a long time ago if it wasn't for those people. Maybe now some of you guys can step up and make sure the show is still here in five more years for the people that will need it then. Because like Jamie says, we can't force this on people. We had a bunch of markers. We had a thousand people getting up to yeah, a thousand in the a chat. Bunch of them all at the same cro- time. No, did we? Yeah, we're past we- it in the chats. We're past it for re- re- ratings. No, we passed a thousand ratings. Yeah, I think we're almost, up, we're almost up to like 1050 now. Wow. And the then chats is up over a thousand. Yeah. The YouTube's not at 10,000 yet. And and subscriber and uh, donators or subscribers donators or were donators were at like uh, if I include the one times and everything I yeah. think we're down to about within about seventy five from the eleven eleven that'll get printed out right, put on right. the wall so there. we're over a thousand on that too if you include well them. if I include all the one times and stuff like that then there's a there's over a there's just over a thousand emails and then YouTube we are getting to ten thousand uh, yeah, not right. that we care about YouTube but honestly it's just a platform for us to use but. Um, to stream basically, but stop at nine 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 if you don't mind. If you if you go in there to subscribe to our but channel okay, and, send us a and cool you're going to be like the ten thousand, they send you a cool plaque for no, the they don't, do they? Dude, you should see the one they sent. Uh, no, they don't. What's do that they? show? Uh, I can't remember. But what it's, it's also it should be a plaque that says we're going to start canceling your shows more. We're going to start what's deleting the guy you that more. Does the YouTube it's channel. Sure, it's not a plaque that says it's like X something. I don't know X twenty two. No, he was gonna come. He was. He's coming to the. He's coming to the Scablines event. Let me see. I can find it real quick. Because he was just actually put a post. He got to a hundred thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. Wow! They sent him like a silver record. Wow! Yeah, but that doesn't mean ten thousand gets that. I was thinking. I think hundred thousand. Like no, no, they're they gonna could, send you. A, they could just. Send we're us about like to a print. We're about Uncharted to demonetize X. you. Uncharted X. That's what it is. Mm. We're not monetized. We can't be demonetized. We we cannot be demonetized any further. Anyway, stop at nine 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 nine. I think. Well, who gets to decide to, who's going to be nine 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 nine? I can't find it now. Anyway, anyway, I thought for ten thousand they'd send us like at least a paper one. Doesn't have to be platinum. Maybe a paper one. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think. I think it's hundred thousand. They don't even minimum. have the right address. So. Hundred thousand minimum. <laughs> and now the old, the original place has sold, so we're going to lose access to it forever. Anyway, we love you. Be kind to each other. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Oh no, I think I've lost my way. Don't know if I'll ever make it back. Look at me, I'm no longer solid. I am abstract. I blow on my survival whistle. Point to the horizon Mercy me, it's so surprising My world is still intact I fell out of a hot air balloon And landed flat on a raccoon SOS, help
help me soon. SOS, help me soon. Gotta find shelter. I feel like this caterpillar is mocking me in his cocoon. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved till you came along, freed me, and loved me, and shared with me the beauty of your I've lost my way, don't know if I'll ever make it back. Look at me, I'm no longer solid, I am abstract. I blow on my survival whistle, point to the horizon. Mercy me, it's so surprising, my world is still intact. Think I ate a poisonous mushroom Fell on my bottom Went boom boom My tummy hurts My head aches Where are my angels? For goodness sakes Did I pray to the wrong deity? At least let me die With dignity who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved. Who made the fire in Plato's cave? Made the fire in Plato's cave. Never thought that I'd be saved. Never thought that I'd be saved till you came along and freed me and loved me and shared with me the beauty of.
place to be. Americans, that's the way you do it. Listen to Grimerica on the World Wide Web. Hey, Grimericans, that's the way you do it. Donate to Grimerica on the World Wide Web. Hey, Grimericans, that's the way you do it. Money for something good, vibes for free. Because without support, it all comes to a grinding halt. So keep lubing the system with your support dollars. Grimerica.ca slash support. Touch it and feel it. Let, let meditate with it on mushrooms. Like, do a whole spiritual thing with it. See what happens. You could uh, smudge it. Oh, it smells. You can't. It smells. It's a f- no. Your energy body's always with you. It's, it's it's around me. It's my aura that's around me now. It's interloping and overlapping with your aura. Keep your fucking energy being off of it. <laughs> all right. You're making it weird. Okay. Whatever. Just be present with me and love me. Just keep your energy body off my energy body and we'll be fine. There's no overlapping. There's no interloping. There's no interloping. I might use the wrong word there. Uh, long day in the studio. Yeah, long day. Be nice to Graham. He's sensitive. <laughs> That's, that's the one that got read to me when somebody found the poor. I'm more sensitive than I let on. <laughs> Most people are. Graham lets on a lot, so that's why we know he's, there's a lot under this, a lot of iceberg underneath. A lot of steam, a lot of steam puff <laughs> underneath. A lot of steam puff and ice stuff. Yeah. Cool. Okay, okay, that's, that's fine. It. That's our only rule in grammar. There's more rules than that, and I make them up as I go, so get used to it. <laughs> Look at that. It's disgusting. It's a half of a skull. And it smells. It's all dirty. I don't think you need all this technology. If it's consciousness, then maybe, you know, I can go to wherever I need to go in a fucking trash can if I can get my head straight. They changed their whole their whole meow and they started doing this weird, hello. <laughs> Take it easy. Not quite like that. They say hello. Hello. <laughs> There's a jingle. There's a jingle waiting to happen. The unique snowflake. It's all triangles. One day we'll be selling muffin cookbooks for 150 bucks a piece on some separate entity so that we can get paid for Grimerica. And that'll be like the thing. Head to Susie'smuffins.com and buy a book if you want to support the show.